Yusef uh, Shaheen uh, podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about one of his most famous and most contentious uh, uh, films, uh, Adieu Bonaparte uh, from 1985. Uh, so let's begin with you, Richard, because you were mentioning that there's a copy of it in Vimeo with subtitles and an introduction and a conclusion uh, by an Egyptian television film critic yeah yeah so so so, so the version that's on Vimeo is um, introduced by an, by a guy called Farouk Abdulaziz who is uh, an Egyptian writer and broadcaster he's he, he's still still alive and he's got he's still got a website he, he, and he actually uploaded this to, 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 to Vimeo it's his own account um, and it's from a, a broadcast seems to be a Kuwaiti television series called Cine Club. Uh-huh. And the format of this series was that Farouk would do an introduction to the film uh-huh. and then show the film, you would watch the film, and then he would come up afterwards and give his review, review of the film. The weird thing about this is he gives a, his introduction to the film is really interesting, actually, and, and I, I learned stuff from it that we can talk about. Yes. And then he shows the film, um, which is there in... So what he showed is in full on Vimeo, but it seems to be an edited version of the film. It's a shorter is, version than the version. It's we about saw. ten minutes shorter than the French than the French yeah. DVD that we that we watched. So, but then after the film, he turns up again and basically talks about how much he hates the film. Okay, well, can you? <laughs> Which seems like a really weird idea for a TV series. So let me press you on that a little bit. So, what did you find about his introduction that was so interesting? First, so. He talks in his introduction about the reception to the film in France because it was selected for the Cannes Film Festival in 1985, but it was quite controversial and it was seen as uh, seen by some French critics as anti-French. Whereas, you know, it, I mean, basically, you know, the, the plot is all, is around Bonaparte's invasion and occupation of Egypt, so you wouldn't expect an Egyptian director to think that was a great. Mm. Thing to do right so it's, it's it's you know it's not anti-french it's anti the french invasion of egypt yes. by napoleon you know which is i, I think is a reasonable stance to take. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, and there's a fundamental frankly, difference between the two <laughs> yeah uh, so and uh, the 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 mayor of of, of can refused to attend the screening at the Cannes film festival as a result and all this and there's a great quote that um abdullah's quotes of a french writer saying he what he'd been told is i think as a foreigner there are three subjects you should never talk to a french person about and they're edith piaf um, charles de gaulle charles de gaulle <laughs> and napoleon <Yeah. laughs> so um so shaheen has clearly made, made a big made a big mistake here so any, anyway then then the film is shown and then he comes up again and you kind of assume that his reaction is going to be oh the other thing he talks about is the, is the budget of the film yeah. which was I think he says 2.5 million US um, dollars, dollars yeah. US dollars, which was a huge amount in, in Egyptian yeah. cinema terms. And he's like, hey, well, let's see what Shaheen manages to do with this huge budget. 
and then he shows the film, and then he comes up again, and he he clearly really dislikes the film. Tell me why, and because he... I saw I I managed to get time to see his introduction, but actually mm. I didn't have time to see his critique later, which it's... I will include in this post. Yeah, uh, but please, tell me, it's so he does he he doesn't think it's a well-made film. He thinks that typically as typically with Shaheen he says there's too much going on he doesn't like the fact that it's the the central family so essentially the the, the plot of the film it centers around Napoleon's invasion of Egypt but the main characters are an Egyptian family and they're, they're just a normal Egyptian family with two sons and three sons you know, and he, he thinks three sons sorry yeah but uh and the you know, Abdulaziz thinks he could have chosen a, a more um, noteworthy family. You know, they're not an interesting family, uh, and they just go to they, they go from Alexandria to Cairo and then they go back for no reason. Apparently, um, he describes. I, I, I'll, I'll just talk about yourself. I'm just going to dig out the photographs I took so I can remind myself. Okay. <laughs> it's brilliant. That, well, let's, let me just um, begin by saying that the first is a ridiculous argument. I mean, they are meant to be an, a typical family. Uh, and what's interesting about them as a family is, A, that the father's a baker, right? So absolutely mm. central to all the goings-on. Yeah, the, 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 the fact of the father being a baker is uh, what anchors all of the narrative, really. You know, yeah, and it, yeah. it enables all the close contact with the French. If the father were not a baker... You know, but a more exactly <laughs> yeah, illustrious yeah. figure, uh, it would be a different story. Yeah, I mean, what's in, what's interesting is what he doesn't appear to complain about is oh, here, here we go. So, so lots of questions could be asked, really lamenting the wasted talents consumed in this nerve-stirring, naive, and screaming film. Screaming. <laughs> screaming. What? Is, yeah, yeah, quite. What is left is a sheer hope to regain Shaheen's talent back into making well-made films. And it, it's he, the the um, we'll come back to that word screaming because that's an interesting word and I don't quite know what he means by that. But he he seems to be making a point that earlier in his career, Shaheen was working with what he terms I think the term he uses professional writers uh, who wrote well structured plots and wrote kind of you know classical Egyptian cinema type plots like we see with you know the Blazing Blazing Sun or Dark Water you know, these kind of classical melodramas. Which are, I, I think he's saying those are proper films, whereas something like Adrian Bonaparte, where he's throwing a lot of stuff in and some really interesting things from to us, there's some really interesting themes. Um, he doesn't th think that's a proper film. The word screaming is interesting. I don't know whether he means it in the way that I think he means it, uh, because clearly there is a big gay subtext or big gay there's, text. There's a big to this gay film. subtext that appears nowhere in any mm. of the literature or the advertisements. For the film, and I'd actually be curious to see if in that Vimeo version uh, from Kuwait, if it's not been excised altogether. It would be interesting. I, I, I didn't. I, I will perhaps have a quick look through, but it didn't. Well, I, I noticed it was edited because the the opening scenes are very different. Um, the, the, there's some stuff missing from the opening scenes. So it's not just that that's gone. Wow. If that has gone, I don't know. But it's interesting, he doesn't, you know, his complaints about the film don't appear to um, include a complaint about this gay subtext. 
Um, so possibly that's not in the version that was shown there, or, po or possibly, possibly it's unmentionable. By, <laughs> possibly it's unmentionable. I I would be interested to know. I I, I know you have um, you know friends who, who speak Arabic. It might be interesting to get them to watch this introduction or, and, and see what what he's saying when the subtitle says screaming. What do, what does he is he say? I think he might be meaning garish, yes. flamboyant, or whatever. I I or maybe. It's translating screaming in a way that we might view screaming as meaning, Except, meaning gay. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think it's neither garish nor flamboyant nor loud, actually. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, it is a film about an invasion. So there's lots of explosions, but even they're handled very elegantly, actually. Mm. You know, uh, you know, this is not like uh, explosions a la Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is explosions a la art film with you know, kind yeah, of nice yeah. fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that make it so. It's, but it's, as I said, it's a, it's a very. I mean, I think you should pitch this TV show to a UK station. The idea that you would sit there in a, in a like brown suit and introduce the film, and then show that make everyone watch the film, and then just come up afterwards and say, "Well, that was shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? It was really strange. But also, this was only. I think this this. This TV screening in Kuwait was only the year after it was uh, it was released yes. in the cinemas. So, um, but, yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's let's now talk about the film itself because um, I think I think well, like with Shaheen films at the moment, I think it's not a perfect film. Yeah, um, but mm. there are there are things in it that. I just find so beautiful and I've, I've, I've actually now seen it twice. Yeah. Because I saw the uh, Egyptian version and then I also saw the French version and I saw the Egyptian version in Blu-ray and I saw the uh, French version on DVD and they both are part of the same package. Yeah. So, oh, so there's two different, two different cuts or different soundtracks? No, or? it's just the soundtracks. One is dubbed in French. Okay. Yeah, I thought it would be right. different versions because, it, you know, in French it says yeah. version, but so which is why I watched it. Um, but uh, it's part of uh, a series of um, of DVDs, which is called the Heritage Collection, and which includes, you know, Renoir's. Uh, the Golden Coach and uh, Duvivier's Panic and uh, Rocco mm. and His Brothers by Visconti and, you know, Le Diabolique by Clouseau, really big, mm. you know, European uh, classic films. So, you know, this is part of the collection in which Adieu Bonaparte is now released. So, you know, a huge change in perception from its original 1985 um, release. And so that probably makes it the only Shaheen film available on Blu-ray. I think so. And my God, is it beautiful, yeah. right? That is what I was, I was going to say that even to watch the Blu-ray, yeah. And then to compare it to the DVD, the Blu-ray is so beautiful. It's, it's got such nuances of color, you know, the color grading mm. seems different. It's kind of, it's more intense. It's both more intense and more nuanced, right? It's a real physical pleasure to watch the Blu-ray. And, and that is 
you know, largely absent from the DVD. It's like everything is duller in the DVD. Yeah, the colors are more muted. The mm. definition is less. And actually, that has an effect on you physically, I think. Right. Uh, so so it was I think it was gorgeous. It's it's highly skilled filmmaking. And it's, um, you know, some of the shots of uh, the French army going into Cairo, right, the way that they're choreographed with, you know, horses coming in from the left, just as they're just receding up an alleyway. Yeah. And then kind of people coming in from it's so it's such a dynamic frame and such an incredible yeah. use of space. Yeah. Uh, it really reminded me of Saladin in that respect, in terms of the, the, the huge army scenes yes. and, and the use of landscapes and, and all of that. I mean, you know, this idiot from Kuwait TV doesn't know his ass from his elbow if he can't just recognize the sheer skill yeah, involved uh, in depicting something like that. So I think, you know, the film is visually beautiful. It's a... Uh, an intricate narrative and a much more complex one than normal because it actually doesn't focus on an individual, right? It kind of, you know, it 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 has a um, it it focuses on two groups, yeah, this Egyptian family, right, and then Bonaparte and one of his soldiers, Caffarelli. <laughs> Caffarelli, yeah. who is a who is a real historical That's figure, right. I believe. So. so yeah. um, you know, and then Shaheen manages, you know, to kind of uh, um, allegorize each of these characters into a social dynamic whilst being able to maintain all the affective ties, both within a family uh, and, you know, uh, across cities from Alexandria to Cairo and then across mm. nationalities. So from from Caffarelli uh, to Ali uh, and his brother, right? Uh, so, I mean, I think it's kind of an incredible achievement narratively because, I mean, I never felt mm. lost, you know, um, amongst this kind of uh, uh, great cast. Um, what is the brother's name? What is uh, Ali's brother? Uh, Yahya. Yahya. Uh, oddly. <laughs> yes. Uh, Given all the Yahyas we've seen. Uh, yes. So, so, I think it's very... You know, it's very, very intricate. And it has moments of mm. spectacle and music, you know, um, that are lovely. And then also, I think I find it deeply affecting. Uh, it's a film that's not afraid of poetry. You know, you have uh, the protagonist kind of uh, speak it at various instances. Uh, you also have Caffarelli. Uh you know, there's that beautiful line where he says something, only you can hear the silence of my solitude or something like that, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I just uh, uh, loved it, really. And then the relationships yeah. between the people are so complex and understanding, right? You know, so these two brothers, they're both in love with girls, really. Uh, uh, you know, one of them very sexual, Ali, in fact, and that might be a reason for having altered the beginning of Yes, that that, I think you're right. That was a sequence that had gone, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and yet, you know, Caffarelli is clearly, well, what we would now call gay. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, uh, Yahya must be at least bisexual. He responds, yeah, to Caffarelli. Mm. 
you know, and then Ali doesn't respond sexually at all, but responds affectively, right? I.e., yeah. well, this is about the queerest film <laughs> from that period <laughs> that I can imagine. And actually, one of my things is why aren't these films being taken on by these young kind of queer film uh, uh, yeah, critics, yeah. right, or historians? And this one, in, this one in particular, because of the cast. Yes. I mean, the French cast is all is is a. There are two very big name French actors. You got me, uh, Michel Piccoli is is uh, Caporelli, and is it Patrick Patrick Patrice Chereau is, is Napoleon. And, yes, uh, uh, he is most famous uh, as uh, as a director. Um, yeah, yeah. Rather than. Uh, um, uh, you know, as an actor, uh, and a director of very, very famous gay films himself. Yeah, mm. uh, I'm thinking in particular of L'Homme Blessé, um, you know, which is kind of, you know, 1983, one of the very early uh, 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 gay films, actually. And maybe his most famous yeah. film is uh, La Reine Margot. Yeah. I have seen quite a lot of his films, in fact. Uh, you know, so... Uh, Son Frère, another kind of quite famous uh, uh, um, film uh, with, uh, you know, a kind of a queer context. And then, of course, very famous for Intimacy mm. yeah, with, Mike, with Mark Rylance, with that famous sex. Mark Rylance. And that was, yeah, and that was really, this is an aside, that was really, really controversial in censorship terms over here because it had that very explicit sex scene. Yes. And I remember the BBFC saying at the time, well, the thing is this, people are used to seeing this kind of thing in a film with subtitles, but this, this is a film made in yes. Britain. We kind of think it seems ruder somehow. And so it was, it was kind of whether, they, whether it would get, eventually I think it went out uncut yes. here. But they were at one point considering cut, like cutting it purely because it wasn't subtitles. <laughs> um, it was part of a series of films. I forget what they were called. You know, they went in the title of something like the new brutalism or something like that. Mm. Yeah, they were very, very explicit and harsh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, films. Yeah. Um, so um, so the, I find that very, very interesting about, uh, about so the, uh, Chéreau, actually. Uh, yeah. So then the other interesting thing in terms of casting is that the one of the brothers, Ali, is played by um, the actor who plays... Yes. The young Yahya. So Mohsen Mahidin, or Mahidin. Yes. Who plays... The young Yahya in the first two of the Alexandria trilogy, and not the third uh -huh. one, where the third one seems to be about him. And he, so he, he's actually on the poster. He's like the second lead. Uh -huh. You know, the, the the poster has you know Michel Piccoli, uh, Mazen Mahidin as, as as the two main names. He also gets a co-writer credit. Yes, um, which is interesting. Um, so, uh, you know, we, I, you know, we don't know what went on there, but clearly they had a very, certainly in terms of working relationship, a very sort of collaborative working relationship. He's he's starred now in because he, he's also in the sixth day that we'll, we'll be watching soon as well. Um, but it it it's you know it fascinates me what happened between this and. Alexandria again and, again and forever, which seems to be really quite bitter about it. Actually, there were moments in the, you know, the last bit of the film with the conversation between Caffarelli and Ali where it felt autobiographical, mm. you know, kind of. 
you know, because Ali's the one that doesn't respond. That's right. To you know, uh, yeah. But yeah. also, you know, I can love you better by loving you less, or something like that. Or, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. I kind of, yeah. you know, this drawing up of boundaries, and you know, um, I mean, I think also this accusation of rape. I mean, you know, you see where it begins by saying something like, "You've come here." You know, destroyed my house and raped you know everybody like uh, you know mm. or something like including he said something like including Yehia and me yeah uh, mm. yeah so yeah I, yeah uh, so yeah and which covers a lot of ground because of course it can be read allegorically right but then yeah. this insistence that he cannot respond sexually yeah uh, yeah um, yeah but but responds effectively uh, so I thought all of that dialogue had a kind of, um, mm. you know, because it's so subtle in a way, yeah, and it's it's made up of so many different gradations of feeling, yeah, uh, yeah, and taking into account various perspectives on it, which is what makes these films so rich, really, uh, you know. So it it kind of it felt, you know, not only set, thought through. But kind of almost lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, this is the perspective that we're we're only getting because we're watching all these films and and doing the background reading. Because you know, the 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 fact that you realise that the you know the character in Alexandria Again and Forever appears to be based on this actor who doesn't appear in Alexandria Again and Forever, but does appear in these two preceding films, is is a a very interesting perspective that I don't think many people have got. Well, we're providing it for them. <laughs> we're adding to the sum of knowledge. I, I say it would be it would be fascinating to know what happened. I mean, clearly this guy is um, uh, Mazen is still he's he, he's still around. He's still happily married to the woman that he um, he's called Nazarene, and they they made a film together. Uh, he directed and starred in, uh, so so yeah, good 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 luck. To yes, him. whatever. Happened. And he's wonderful in this, uh, actually. Uh, he's great, <laughs> and, that, and that's also interesting because the whole thing in Alexandria Again and Forever is everyone saying this guy's a terrible actor and he's only getting jobs because yeah, because he's sleeping with the Shaheen character. <laughs> Where, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Whereas actually, he's 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 fine. I think he holds his own against these kind of. Yeah, he's got all these scenes with Michelle Piccoli and, and, and he's... Well, actually, he's part great. of the reason why I wondered about a biographical tone or, you know, tinge to this is because that is also one of the things the two characters say to each other, right? Like, you know, people mm. are already um, gossiping that I'm sleeping with you, right? And, you know, <laughs> and so on. <laughs> I mean, there's like... <laughs> my favourite, I just, I just remember my favourite scene, of, or one of my favourite scenes in the film, there's some really nice comedy moments in the film. And it's the scene where... Uh, Caffarelli takes Ali and Yahya to uh, a, a, a party at the French. Oh yes, I love that. Because uh, uh, I can't remember if it's Ali or Yahya who, who is quite short, and he dresses him in, in Napoleon's hat because Napoleon's late to the party, so he sort of dresses, puts Napoleon's hat on, and introduces him as Napoleon, and everyone's laughing. And then suddenly, the actual Napoleon turns up, but the actual Napoleon's dressed as an Egyptian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's quite the I love that scene. The, yeah. The other scene I loved is the one where Napoleon is trying to ingratiate himself with the Egyptians and he's just doing this little oh, dance. I love that as well, yes. And he and he kind of carries on doing the little dance slightly longer than everyone else. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There are many things it. that I love about the film actually. I love it's a very sensuous film. 
So mm. actually all of the scenes at the beginning, you know, and the girl's lust for Ali, you know, and the whole way that that's dramatized where she's packed her father off, fooled the neighbors by, you know, bringing down the, st the, the rope ladder <laughs> four days in a row. So they'll just think it's habitual and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you know, it's well, that woman is so beautiful and then so carefree and so joyous in the sex. Right. And I love the fact that it's her doing the chain, the chasing. But that Ali's very receptive, yeah, you know, so that yeah. they have fun and joy and, you know, in the sex. I think that's very important, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, in this... and there, there, there was a similar, well, not similar, but but there was a, and I guess it shows a contrast between those two brothers. There's a scene with Yahya when he's in, uh, he's, he's kind of forming for this woman and she, she's wearing a, the, the veil um, and he... He, he he says, can, can, oh, please, can I ju ju just once, can yeah. I see you without the veil? And she just does this amazing flirting of just pulling the veil apart and giggling. <laughs> and, and clearly, she's well up for yeah. it, you know. And it's just a lovely scene. But I think it shows the con you know, essentially the contrast between the two characters that, you know, Ali is, you know, he t he's taking his shirt off. He, the, the woman is, 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 is very brazen with, with his younger brother. I think I presume his yes. younger brother. And, the, um, and this other woman is very much... You know, she's taking the veil off and just revealing her yeah. face. But but it's but again because of the context, it's it's a very sexual thing. Yeah. There's some interesting stuff about, and, and I'm interested in what you said about the different soundtracks because um, watching it. So I, I ended up watching the, the French DVD version with I, I actually found some English subtitles and managed to watch it with the, with those English subtitles. So uh -huh. could, uh, the problem with the French subtitles was they, they were only so it, it, the soundtrack of the version I was watching was a mix of the. Egyptian characters speaking Arabic and the French characters speaking French, uh -huh. and the French subtitles were, were only covering the, the Egyptian right, okay. dialogue. But there were scenes where it seemed to me that the point was that because uh, Yahya, sorry, Ali was more educated than Yahya, so Ali could speak French and Yahya yes. couldn't. So there, there was there were scenes of of of, of him translating for Caffarelli, and it, that reminded me a bit of uh, People of the Nile, yes. all those those scenes where. Where the characters in the in the, the directors kind of people know where the characters couldn't actually communicate and there were kind of intermediaries. I think doing that it's form. such a fantastic dramatic device, right? Mm. This idea of including a translation in the scene, right? Because it in itself creates drama. Yeah, is the translator going to be accurate? Is there potential for mm. lying, for changing the conversation, for you know one of them to be aware, the other one not to be aware? Right. Or for both of them not to be aware. Right. Like just the the yeah, the have the fact of translation is in itself a dynamic. Yeah. A dramatic mm. dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite incredible. Um, I think this is a film that also shows Shaheen's love of theater, uh, of performance, of politics as performance. Yeah. Or, so, you know, you have those scenes of uh, Napoleon and you see him speaking, and then you see him saying the line again with posing, right? And then actually you <laughs> see how he delivers the line in public, right? And it begins by you yeah. thinking that it's just, you know, some intimate thing that he's talking to somebody rather than, yeah, and then you realize he's rehearsing. And, you know, so this move yeah, from yeah. the public, from the private to the public, and actually it being a rehearsed performance that desires particular responses and calls for particular effects. It, 
Yeah, and it, it reminded me, and going back to Shakespeare again, it reminded me, in terms of the structure of it, of, of the kind of Shakespeare history plays, where you'll, you'll get the, um, you know, the, the major historical figures, and then there'll be kind of parallel stuff going on with some, with kind of different classes of people, like in, in, in you know, Henry the, uh, Henry the Fifth, I think, where, where you, you, you get the, um, you know, you, you, you've got Henry and you've got the Dukes, but then you've got all the sort of lower level soldiers, then you've got the families, you've got um, troop followers, that kind of thing. And it, it, again, you see, and you see the public and private faces of people, but you're seeing a lot of it through the eyes of the, uh, you know, the common people observing the historical figures. And, and that, that, that was, yeah, that, that's, I'm, I'm sure given Shaheen's Shakespeare thing, I'm sure that was, that was an influence. Yeah. Um... It feels very much like it. I think the other thing um, that, uh, um, you know, in this thing of, yeah, kind of performing and, and being and so on, um, is his use of repetition. Yeah, that things that appear earlier in the narrative reappear in a you know slightly different guise later on, mm. um, and I think you know uh, very effectively. Uh, so I really appreciated uh, all of that. Um, you know, the film is really beautifully structured, so it's bounded by, you know, the arrival of the French, the uh, move or the withdrawal from Alexandria to Cairo, and then at the end of the film is the reverse. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I thought it was like, um, very interestingly structured. And also one of the things that Martin pointed out to me and that I hadn't quite, uh, picked up on until he mentioned it was how often in Shaheen's films, you have heroes that valorize learning, that pursue learning, you know, and this is another mm. one of this, right? Yeah. Yes. No, I picked up on that when I was, I was listening to, to your interview with Martin earlier and, and his comments about, you know, Saladin being a, a scientist. And, and again, we see that with Caffarelli, that he's he's doing these experiments. We don't really find out what these experiments are, but he's doing some sort of experiments. And uh, yeah, that, that that's interesting. I mean, I think the parallels with Sal Sorry, go ahead. Well, he's, I was just going to say he's a man of science and learning. And mm. actually that then helps explain his bending towards Ali, yeah, his accepting mm. of the terms positive, yeah, because he's thought them through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, what I was just going to say was the, I, I thought the parallels with Saladin are quite interesting uh -huh. in terms of you're seeing a, um, just seeing a different perspective on that well-known historical figure, because in, in this case we're seeing, you know, you know, most narratives you see about Napoleon are, well, they're they're either a French narrative about Napoleon or they're an English narrative. About Napoleon. <laughs> uh, but seeing a an Egyptian narrative about Napoleon, where one interesting thing is there are points where the um, you know the Egyptians find out about Napoleon's defeat at you know, at the hands of Nelson, and that Nelson sunk a load of ships, and they report this in the Egyptian newspapers and get beaten by the French for it. But but seeing that that you know, that the you know, the perspective of the invaded rather than of the invader yes. is, is 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 very interesting and again, again that reminded me of of, uh, of the approach in Saladin. I think this was a better film than than Saladin. Yes, um, I mean I think it's a better film than Saladin. Though I love I love them both. Um, mm. I suppose I just want to underline what an incredibly 
beautiful film it is visually, right? I mean, when you see those um, shots of the pyramids, right? I mean, they are amazing. And actually, one of the things that you notice yeah. <clears throat> in the credits is, you know, the government, the, the director, the government director of official sites, yeah, is personally mm. thanked for his help in all of this because of how many sites are used in the film, yeah? How many historic yeah, sites? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a real shame. And I, I presume the reason it's not one of the Netflix films is all around rights yeah. and who owns it. But it's a real shame it's not one of the films on Netflix because actually if it was, I think this would be one of the most, yeah, it's one of the most accessible ones to, to, certainly to a Western audience. The fact it's about, you know, you, you, it's okay, it's about Bonaparte invading Egypt, I understand mm -hmm. that. It's got a bunch of French actors who I, who if I like art heist films, I'll know about. And it, it's, it's a very interesting film. And it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's a shame. Um, one of the um, interesting things that Martin brought up and that I then came across is that this is the first film he made with the French producer Humbert Balsan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and it was as a direct result of Lang's change in government funding, yeah, to include uh, third world, well, what we're seeing as third world countries. Um, so, yeah. so this was like, uh, you know, uh, 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 what brought uh, Shaheen very directly into French cinema. And it was, it was through the producer uh, um, uh, Balsan. Uh, and who he would go on to make films with until uh, Balsan uh, uh, died, yeah, uh, so um, mm. uh, in, in 2005. So, you know, basically, like almost a 20-year period of, you know, Shaheen films were co-produced with yeah. uh, interesting. Balsan. Yeah. I guess the, the, the other thing that's interesting is him working with, with Patrice Chirot, um as a fellow director yeah. in terms of how he was viewed as part of that uh, the you know, the the community of international filmmakers at that point because what what some you know, something else we will cover at some point when we get round to it is is the kind of portmanteau films that he he contributed yeah. to as part of a you know part of that community of our house film directors worldwide and um, it, it's clear that he was you know viewed as part of the community and the fact that a fellow director is cast in one of his films is is, is an interesting yeah. uh, interesting thing uh, I don't think Sherrod well, he, he's probably better than Shaheen was in the last film we watched. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's not brilliant. Yeah. But I, I think you're, you know, yeah, it's a bit of a caricature. I mean, you play. It, it, I think Michelle Kikili has a better, has, a, has an easier time of it because you're, uh, you know, you're playing a character. People don't know what he's like, but you're playing Napoleon. It's, you know. But my God, you know, but Michel Piccoli is like a monster. I mean, he does everything. You know, and he's so charming and powerful and everything. I mean, you know, and he feels alive was... in every moment. Whereas, you know, uh, there's something very wooden and mechanical, sometimes effectively used, but pretty wooden and mechanical about Chirot in this. Yeah. 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 The thing I was so, so uh, Piccoli, his, 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 his character has a, has, only has one leg and, um, I was I was most impressed by the scene where he's he's in a bathhouse, yes. <laughs> and he's he's got a towel on, but he's in a bathhouse, and he and he he 
he managed to convincingly have one leg even when virtually naked. Yeah. And that, that was that was quite <laughs> impressive <laughs> with a cunningly placed yeah. towel and camera angles. Uh, there's a wonderful line about that. There's a great, you know, because. Uh, uh, where they say, well, because he's only got one leg, he's always got one foot in France. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is something that's mentioned in the in the introduction uh -huh. by, the, by the by the, the journalist, and so it seems like it was a well known saying about this ah, guy right, okay. that, that he, he part of him was always in France. You know. So, yeah. so um, I, one of the things that I thought was interesting was that the film was badly received in both France and in um, Egypt. In France, mm. it was badly received because it attacked Napoleon, right? Um, yeah. And also, there were the usual dull by dullard critiques that it wasn't real, that it wasn't realistic, that, you know, uh, the history was different, <laughs> right? Uh, mm. So, um, you know, which is always so dull and boring, really. Uh, and so cliched, yeah. Uh, and it's very interesting, nonetheless, how powerful these things are um, you know because actually I would imagine a similar thing would happen here you could have the greatest film you know but if it kind of depicted Churchill the way Napoleon is depicted in this film you would have very few English critics that would have much positive to say about it independent of the film's quality right so yeah. there are these yeah. national kind of prejudices uh, at work but you still get, um, you know, you, you, you do still get here people complaining about the historical accuracy and that church, there was, I was I found that Churchill film the oh, other yeah, year yeah. where where he's, and there's that ridiculous scene where he's on the tube. Yeah. Uh, he's on, uh, you know, we know we know Churchill never went on the underground. But it, do, it doesn't matter, that scene kind of works. Yeah, well, to me, that me scene works. But <laughs> it was icky. Not, not it was icky because, of, kind of works, not because but, of historical but, accuracy. Just yeah. you know the yeah, yeah. sentimentality of it was brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It didn't go, and and in a way, it's sort of a uh, a similar problem we had with people of the Nile, where you know he manages to simultaneously offend two different countries yeah. for completely different reasons. And it, and that's the interesting thing I say about about watching the intro and the outro mm -hmm. on the Vimeo version. That in the intro he talks about the bad reaction to it in France. And then you hear his bad reaction to it as an, as a, as an Egyptian film film writer, um, and yeah, the the, the 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 French reaction seemed to be about this is anti-French, this is blah blah, blah. and the Egyptian reaction seems to be this quite boring, you know, this real dullard thing about this is not a let's call it this is not a well-made film, and by well-made film you mean something that conforms to your your classical idea of what a film should be. And what a historical film should be, and this, this is not a historical film. It's a film about set in history, but it's not a historical film. It doesn't have to be, and it, you know, it's covering you know contemporary ideas in a historical setting, and you know, and and he's more interested in the the two boys than he is in Napoleon, and like he, because you know, we know we know Shaheen is always more interested in the young man than in the old man, you know, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's not supposed to be historically accurate, I, but it's interesting, as I say, it's, it's clearly got the, the fact it's got a Blu-ray release is, you know, it's clearly the one that's now had the most loving treatment in terms of home media, although sadly only with, only with French subtitles, yeah. so it, it, it's, uh, 
Luckily, we're polyglots. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wanted to, I suppose, not end, because I want to ask you something after, but, um, you know, I was thinking about this, because, so people are always decrying authorism, you know, kind of saying, oh, I hate these authors, like, blah, 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 you know, kind of, um, you know, they never see the thing in itself, like, you know, mm. uh, um, but actually, I think Shaheen's work is a testament uh, or it underlines the value of a kind of altruism because, you know, the proof is that as you watch all of these films in chronological order, one by one, right, you do see all these patternings, right? So, you know, the, the yeah. argument then becomes that sometimes you're only paying attention to the patternings rather than what makes the film different, you know, which perhaps... Um, but, you know, what you realize is that there's a pleasure, or for me now, I will happily watch any Shaheen film, actually, yeah, you know, because what you're looking for is not perfection or unity or cohesion, right, kind of, you are looking, you know, for a set, a dramatization of ideas and relationships and point of view right, kind of imaged for you, yeah, to kind of rhythms and music, you know, and, mm. and I find it all, like, really interesting, like, you know, the thing doesn't have to be perfect for me to find interest in it, yeah, like, uh, and, 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 you know, I think that's true of, you know, the way that I'm looking at Adieu Bonaparte, you know, Patricia Rowe doesn't have to be great, you know, there are many other things in the film that compensate for that for me, right? Mm. Uh, and, and, and I would I would say in this film, given some of the criticisms we've made earlier, I think the action scenes in this film are actually pretty good. Yes. Um, and, but, uh, no. Because I think you're... <laughs> yes, but no, but yes. I mean, I think you're confusing action here with formations. So what he's really good at is getting crowds of people to move through the screen. Yeah. Which is not quite yeah, action; but it's I, movements of people. Yeah, but I, but I do think the battle scenes were very effective. Okay, but that's more, more, because more they're movements the of people in the frame. I mean, he, he's yeah, wonderful yeah. about using space. So what you have is these formations of cannon or something. But actually, you know, he's still very bad at, you know, fight scenes, right? He's terrible. Mm. You know, when those French soldiers come in. And the Egyptians shoot at them, like one goes like that, and the others just hang around standing. <laughs> like I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, they don't fall off their horses, you know. <laughs> I mean, so actually, I think, you know, action proper. There's no demonstration in this that he's mm. any good at it. But the use of the frame is fantastic. The the deployment of crowds is fantastic. The use of uh, monuments, yeah, is fantastic, mm. right? Um, he's got a real eye. But I think for me, what's most fantastic of all <laughs> is his understanding of people and history or, you know, or what people need to do, or what is wrong with the world and how it could be better, yeah? He dramatizes mm. that, yeah. you know? in a way that I find really uh, satisfying because of its complexity, yeah? That he's never simple. It's never, 
this or that. It's always this and that and that and that and that and that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so, any last words from you on the film? No, I, I, I don't think so. I, 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 I really enjoyed this. It's a real shame it's not as accessible as, as some of the other films in terms of where you can find it. But there is, uh, you know, the, the, there's a very nice French DVD and Blu-ray edition if you if you speak French. Um, there are some English subtitles knocking around, so you, you can you can sort of work out what's going on. Um, it's very very worthwhile watch. Yes, I highly recommend it, uh, and really try to see it on Blu-ray because on on Blu-ray. It's a real sensuous joy to watch this film. Mm. I mean, hopefully, given this this big, you know, now, fairly recent restoration of it in in France, hopefully it will you know, make its way into English speaking markets as well. So, uh, if Criterion are listening, yes, please yeah, go yeah, yeah, so, just sort it out. <laughs> just sort it out. <laughs> yeah, sort it out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We are uh, the Youssef uh, Shaheen. Uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Richard. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.